Dovecraft Country, the podcast. This is episode seven, hosted by Goddess Love Jones, DKA X Factor, DKA Bad and Bougie, DKA my special sister Coco, and I'm your other host, uh, Black Chanel, DKA the Guru, DKA the General, DKA Red Panther, DKA Chanel, and this is our podcast where two divas talk about talk to you about the HBO series Lovecraft Country. Coco, let's do this. How you doing, girl? We had a little bit of um, technical difficulty, but yeah, it's fine. Here. Um, we move. Episode, <laughs> we move. This has been a dope episode, so yes. I'm about it, honestly. Let's jump in. Yeah, yeah, let's do that, because Black Girl Magic, like, I, we just, we were worried about what this episode would be, because it could be some weird shit, but it wasn't. It was great. So, um, yeah, we're going to do the recap, and then we're going to just gush about how great this, rep- the representation was. So, we start out with this first scene, which is Hippolyta uh, figuring out the orrery, and she had notes everywhere, and she's, like, really having a beautiful mind moment, and I'm like, sis, this is me trying to figure out physics. Like, this is crazy. Econ. Yes. I mean, we all had something where we're like, it just isn't clicking. Like, what do I do? That's it. It's not clicking. I have the, yeah. I have the text. And she's like, she doesn't even have really notes. She's pulling this out of her brain. Honestly. Yeah. To the paper. I'm like. Hippolyta is the type of, like, she's the only bitch who can get this job done. Okay. She's the only astronomer. Even Uncle George didn't have it like that. Like, all that. Yeah, all that reading didn't get her nowhere. So sis is definitely uh, the one for the job. And I'm excited to see, like, so basically she's just trying to figure it out. She knows that there's something to it. And maybe I think that she's seen it light up before. And oh, maybe that's what, it, that's how it called her in. It was probably like calling her in with light. And so she's trying, she's trying to get the light, a light up again. Um, Okay, cool. So next, uh, then she finds a key and she finds some coordinates and we're like, okay, Titus is leading somebody somewhere. I, I don't know if he planned for it to fall into the hands of a black female astronomer, but that's who the fuck got the key now. <laughs> yeah. Love that. That she got the key now, sis. I mean, we were we were confu- not sure what the key was for, but there were coordinates, so we assume that it's going to lead somewhere. She's she's. Um, adventurous and courageous and she's gonna go find out period yeah um next scene is ruby and christina yeah so um ruby and christina they okay so interesting enough okay so hippolyta decides to figure out what's at the coordinates she leaves d with ruby to babysit i'm like is everyone close like what? wait yeah wait (laughs) i mean that's definitely that's definitely um a a random situation. no i guess they all did grow up together oh maybe their families like know each other from like oh yes because tick because tick knew letty yeah duh okay so or how or, or remember even in episode one letty was like who is that and and Dor- uh, and come on ruby was like that's tick he didn't grow up oh you're right thank you because i was definitely for a second like sure you can just pull any black young woman off right for a week no big deal you're just going you know wherever there also might be some shit going on because um okay so anyway so going back to ruby and christina they are talking and ruby's giving christina the chance to explain it all which is like we've all been there when a nigga lied to us and then tried to beg him like we tried to beg him to tell the right lie to make it all come back together and feel like the truth. And that's really what she's sitting there waiting for. She's like, just tell me, like, whose dick was it? Like, who, like, who, who was it? <laughs> that's, that's what she wants to know, basically. Yes, but um, I have a bad feeling about Ruby. 
because she's asking questions and then she's turning to the window like she's gonna tell me is she gonna tell me some something that I can go bring back to Christina like that's the vibe I'm getting from her so I'm just like we can't trust you oh are you jumping ahead they're they're in the room no Ruby and Christina just Ruby and Christina at this point I'm sorry yes yeah No, yeah, but but definitely we do see that Ruby is Ruby trusts Christina enough to give her a chance to explain things in a way that she did not wait around for um for Letty to. And I was interested to see if Christina she so Ruby said tells Christina, tell me everything. And I'm interested to see if Christina will mention the money. And then that way Ruby will realize that she should that Letty didn't even really lie to her when it comes down to it. She did, but not in reality because the money didn't come from their mom. But she knew. Right. Which was her truth, actually. Right, right. So anyway, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, Christina is, is dead set on people thinking she's a good white and she's not. Ooh, we, won't be, she, we won't be forgiving her. On category. And I didn't like, I don't know, but it didn't sit right with me the way she was saying, you know, my father is a part of a, a club of powerful men. And I was like, men who steal magic from other people. Like, it just was, like, mm, powerful. It just didn't sound right. I didn't like it. But anyway. I mean, yeah, it's definitely, like, the slave owners of of magic. And then also, oh, we didn't, we skipped over this because uh, this is the second recording. Um, she definitely had two dead bodies in her basement, and she's using their blood to harvest these spells. And um, Christina says that she wants to be very powerful. At first, she wanted to be loved and approved by her dad. Then she realized, like, ah, I can take this magic thing. It's, like, basically, like, when you record your demo, and it's like when you record your demo and then you realize like, oh my God, I could be a producer and a rapper and on a record label. Like I want to do it all. Like I, I don't just want to be like the DJ for Big Sean no more. My favorite is that the way that you move, you shifted. the. <laughs> yeah. You said I could be the DJ and the. <laughs> I was good at the character. I was good at the character dead ass for sure. There's one and then the other hair flip is me changing put it on my other hat so um yeah yes yes that's me becoming a mogul christina's trying to be a magic mogul period um i don't stand her i just think wow so so she she tells i'm wondering if she tells ruby everything because we it, we never find out exactly what she tells her in this episode but ruby says tell me everything and she goes it's about your family and i said your family i thought it was the freeman blood so then we we switched to letty chasing down hannah running out the burning castle and i'm thinking like this is weird we find out it's a dream because letty is we don't know but in the dream letty is yes she well we know it's a dream because she gets very pregnant during the during the dream (laughs) like like um but it's it seems like it's like foreshadowing that she's going to become part of their family because why would she be in this same dream that tick has had with Tick's ancestor. No, that was interesting because it's like that, and I think that is Hannah telling her it's like basically they should have had a fish just swim by in front of her face when it comes to dream. Because I really wanted to know like what does burning getting burnt alive in a dream mean? Like, is there representation for that? Because that's how the dream ends. And so we wake up, and uh, I just wanted to point out that uh, Letty sleeping in all silk is a vibe. Yes, she had. I know. She- like I don't know how you would call this a nighty and little teddy and a shawl, but like yeah, so, it was so cute. But I, she did have to cover up the sweat stains. Like let, like I caught that. <laughs> she was sis was sweating through a dream. So um, she goes outside and so she turns and looks and so I'm like, oh shit, her and Tick been bedding up together. Like they are asleep. She's. Ex- yeah. 
she's looking for him. So she comes out, Tick is there, sitting there, he's up, he's thinking. And I just think, Tick is getting finer every week. <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, yeah, and, and, and he pulls her close. He starts to just like, mm, like, come here, girl. <laughs> He starts to share with her and grab her and he's, he's being affectionate to her. And I, I literally was like, do they have only fans? Like, how do I, <laughs> I just need more. God, that is so funny. That is I just need more. It was yeah. interesting. I mean, no, the unfortunate truth after the dream, I was just like, damn, and they shacking up. See, this is the issue. We need birth control. We need family planning. Like, you can't just jump into a man's bed if you if you're trying to chase monsters and magic, because you will get yeah. Because you're gonna be mad as fuck when they're going on the next adventure and your ass is like you know you you got a pump. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not. But um, that's my mind, and I was laughing at myself. Yeah, no, for sure, you're funny. Um, so anyway, yeah. So but then he like gets in. He starts talking. He kind of pushes her away, and so it's like topic. <sighs> Yeah, and so this very Freeman um, way of like, remember in another episode we talked about denying intimacy? So Mm -hmm. it's like he gives it and he pulls back and she notices, we see it in her face, she notices that like he is, he wants to, but he's still stopping himself from really like just being. A little bit from Mm -hmm. intimacy. Right, so um, then he mentions that they they start to figure out um, something really cool, which is that they both had the same fucking dream. Which, if I have the same dream with the man, we will be getting married. I will say that the ancestors are being very clear with me right now that you are the one. You are the one. We are the team. It is a union. Thank you. Quick side note, I can't even tell you how many dreams have gotten me fucked up because I've been like, he was my man in my dream. He must mean. And then I go to him and he's like, I'm still trash. What the fuck are you? You're not psychic. Not trash. Yeah, no, it really happened. <laughs> the texts that they left you and you're like mm, okay yeah okay word I think my dreams are just here to comfort me at this point because I will literally dream like that someone texts me the thing I want them to say and then I wake up and they said the opposite I'm like well that was just for me that was just to make me feel good so um anyway so they realize they had the same dream and then they talk about the fact that Hannah had a book in her hand and they realize that the book might have been the book of names that she ran out with so the book of names is not gone but when you think about it Christina must know that too, because I I guess maybe the pages were smuggled out before then, but long story short is they're like, well, shit, Hannah might have the whole goddamn book and we don't need to just go running after the pages. Um, And then they find out that um, while Tick doesn't know much about his mom's side, they need to go figure out like, you know, what happened because there's some history got lost in the Tulsa riots, which we know is Black Wall Street. And so um, just just what I love about this show is... Rose mentioned that. It did, it, yep. So he was like, it's reminding me of Tulsa. I right. And so it's like, so so this, um, this like kind of mid... I don't know. This Midwestern um, history, I love it because like being from Detroit, like our family doesn't have, hold on to that history. Like we, we're not like Southwestern, Midwestern, like we're not like, you know, Tulsa, Kansas folks, but 
the but we are from Chicago and from one side of the bloodline and like not we don't even know the history beyond like to that point we don't even know the like the early 1900s like whether or not we were invested so um the fact that they're already losing part of their history and like 30 years ago like one generation in is heartbreaking because that's how we are where we are today where we don't know how to boycott we don't know how to do these things because it's our history is getting lost so um wow anyway wow that got actually that really it just like hit me as you were saying that and I was like two generations and that's how quick you can lose it everything everything got burnt by this yes intentional massacre and um arson of our yes Uh, yeah they tried to genocide that whole city um I will say though I love a sticky fingered hoe like I love that Hannah said I'm about to take this motherfucking book bitch it's mine now thank you we gonna get out the front door but we gonna take the book though yeah we got this with it this is my fee appreciate it you didn't give me shit else um so I'll take magic and so anyway I'm like I fucking told you Black women will be the root of all of this shit. I'm gonna tell you right now, but because Hannah's gonna be gonna end up being the goat. So anyway, that I thought that was a pretty cool scene. That's why we got so deep into that because um, that lets us know that that needs to be figured out. So right. um, then we go to Montrose, and Montrose got his man there. Yeah, and you know what? I think that we just gotta take our time through this recap. I thought we were gonna be able to, but there's a lot. Even the show is so good. Before we get to the beautiful parts. We gotta, we gotta get through this. So yes, whoo. So Montrose put it on Sammy, and Sammy will <laughs> vacate. Not put it on. He probably did. He probably. He said, "Oh, you can stay the night tonight." I think they finally used lubricant. He said, "Maybe." <laughs> I'm saying like Sammy's like, "Oh, you treat me like a queen." Some juice too. I'm gonna pick up some juice. I got. Yes. Yes, he said, Oh, you let me stay the night, daddy. I'm I, it was worth it. My friends was wrong about him. <laughs> Sammy did say, Oh, because you finally let me stay the night. Like, yes, oh my god, it's okay. Montrose was mm, so rude. He was it's so rude. He was pulling the Freeman. Um, we got to come up with a name. I'm denied, denied, de- intimacy denial. Yep, Freeman. I'll be. I'll be denying you intimacy today. Yeah, we'll we'll workshop that. Merch coming soon. I'll be denying you intimacy today. You yes, Carol. Yeah, because he basically is like, um, wait, how about LOL and him saying all you have is whiskey? What the fuck? You have no food. <laughs> it's just like, come on, Trost. Um, also, I'll call him Trost now because I'm trying to I'm trying to forgive him for being trash. Oh, that's yeah. cute. I like that, Trost. We could do that. His neighbor, Bernice, went, this is such a small detail. I thought it was so cute. He had a neighbor that went to go get an African print scarf from Marshall Fields, which, <gasps> corrections country, I want to bring something up. There was an episode of which we had no idea. <laughs> we really didn't. And it's okay. Again, talk about the history loss. No, I'm just kidding. We had no idea that Marshall Fields was a thing. We were like, is it the Marshall's department? Or apparently he was a big fu- BFD. Like literally my mom, my mom was watching some of the history channel. Like he's like known. So my bad, Mr. Fields and company. Hmm. Interesting. My bad. So anyway, um, she, uh, Bernice went to go get a scarf, which I love that Bernice is getting African print in the fifties. Like that's just like come through and she, yes. Anyway. Um, and then, uh, and then Sam- he says that he saw, um, 
He said that he, what did, what did he ask? He ran into Bernice, but he, he just asked her some, uh, oh, where'd she get the scarf from? Oh, yes. Probably. <laughs> what a queen. Exactly. Oh, girl. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Yeah. And Sam is probably like Puerto Rican, but he's like, no, I want that West African print. Let's do this. So anyway. There's a tie there. There's a connection between. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Watch, he's gonna be he's gonna be Eritrean and I'm ignorant. So apologies to Sammy and his bloodline. Anyway, um <laughs> look into that in further episodes. But yeah. Yeah, so we will we will be back to apologize. Was and that because he was like, Oh, you saw my neighbors, like now they're gonna they're gonna suspect something. Why is there a man yeah. out of my apartment? Yeah. So we're one step forward, three steps back. But he has a connection with his neighbors. So he's not like Right. Like that much of an asshole. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah, but the, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is he's not hiding in real life. Like, he's oh, word. with people in the neighborhood, his outside of his family. But yeah, I think of him as... Life. I think of him as Oscar the Grouch. Like, mm-hmm. niggas knew Oscar the Grouch. Like, like, people counted Oscar in, he just didn't want to be there. But he was there, like, low-key. So, yeah, that's I think of him. Yeah, but anyway, I, LOL at... um Because we've talked so much about pork as friends off the show. <laughs> and so, he goes, side he goes i don't eat no pork and i like my grits firm and i'm just like damn you gotta say one thing you cannot like you can say one thing maybe like hey by the way in the future but you cannot trash the whole fucking meal yeah he said and the coffee's probably too sweet but i think he was also telling sammy that he's too feminine oh maybe yeah Mm. and and sammy was like bitch fuck you yeah sammy I could take my grits and and pork bacon and take you motherfucking bitch. And you could just eat whiskey. Wait, I really wrote it down. He said, "I'm not gonna let you play me crazy this round." That I we stand we stand Sammy Sammy. Where's your spinoff? Because you and your just your you living in your light. That's what I want to see. Because at some point we gotta let the Freemans know they're fuckboys. Yeah, yeah. It's time. So he, uh, Tick realizes, I mean, um, Montrose realizes he's doing too much. So he chases him out and we see. And then Letty and freaking Tick roll up in the hallway as Sammy's leaving the apartment and Montrose has his shirt, um, shirt open and he's holding him intimate, hold, holding Sammy by the wrist. And they say. <laughs> exactly. They had their mouths dropped. Exactly. <laughs> For those who are just listening, the way. <laughs> Now look one way and then she looked the other way. Basically, looked at Sammy, looked at Montrose, then looked back at Sammy, then looked back at Montrose. <laughs> and Tick is like, okay, so I had trouble because we already knew, and I wanted to, we've been wanting Tropes to come out. Yeah. We've already wanted that. But I didn't really think, like, we're thinking about him as a character we just met. We're not thinking about him as a father who raised someone um, under the guise of a certain identity. Yeah. So. I was trying to say, let me really just sit down and really feel Tick's feelings right now because I'm thinking about it as if, oh, duh, but like if this happened with my father, what would I do? I, I mean, and I don't know what I would do, but what would I do like in this context? Right. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, it was definitely an emotional scene and um, very much. It's tough because he has to use the F word and then um, yep. it's not because. He tries to hurt him if it's like I can't accept you as this way but what 
we see in a few like moments is he's angrily running down the stairs and he says, no, Letty, you don't understand. Like he used to beat me and try to say that, you know, you can't be too sweet boy. So basically he was beating me because of his own insecurities. Oh, yeah. Not well, his own, a man. Yeah. Him, him internalizing his own hatred. Yeah, like, also, there's an interesting piece, this small part where he, when he calls him the F word, um, Trost, Trost goes, I'm still your daddy, and he takes his shirt off, and he said, yes, and it's just, and he was like, get the fuck out of it, like, it was just like a whole, a whole back and forth, and, and them grown folk business, period, I mean, honestly, he kind of has a point, like, it, why is it your business, but he says, and this is a good question, did mom know, and he's like, yeah, and I think that hurt him more because he was like, oh, I'm the only one who didn't know. Or maybe he's like, well, mom wasn't happy. But the good news is this is open the open the gates for him to figure out his real lineage. Yeah, it did. So um, Letty finds out. Oh, snap. Yeah, Letty stays behind and is like, hey, um, we, I just, we did have one quick question. <laughs> she said, well, we came for business. So <laughs> I have questions for you. Let me just get out my notepad, actually. Thanks. Yes, real quick. Uh, so she comes down and Tick is upset and like he said what you said and then basically um, he lets him know that they have to go to St. Louis because a friend of the aunt who is the closest living person to Dora's lineage being Tick's mom, um, Montrose's uh, beard, is the person that they're going to go interview. And so Tick and um, Tick and Letty are... Oh, what, what they were saying was um, they bring up the Tulsa riots. Letty says that um, this cousin that they think lives in um, St. Louis survived the Tulsa riots. And yes. um, Tick's mom also is like the last surviving of the relatives that live there. So they're like, okay, well, she might still know more information since Tick's mom's not around. Yeah, basically, she's the only one linked to all those time periods. Like, and I think her name's Esther or some shit. I don't know. Some, some type of wonderful older uh, auntie name. Definitely. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, next thing, go back to Ruby being babysitting D, and D is the fuck over it. Yeah, she. Yeah, blame her. I mean, yeah, because especially as the the child, the actual minor in this situation, you're getting no details. Your father died. We don't. We're not telling you how. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I don't know what else there is. That's really the biggest one. Wait, did we even? This oh, did we even talk about the scene where um we didn't well anyway, so basically we showed in Boston, remember when uh Hippolyta turned back around? Right. Yeah, she found the cover of the um she found the cover of the uh the comic book. Comic book that that D wrote. And so she hasn't told D that either, but that confirms to her that wherever she was. So that was either I swear that must have been she found how the fuck did she find the old that must have been the Braithwaite residence burned down. Yeah. That was so she probably went to exactly where they marked off on the map and then drove around till she could find something. Mm -hmm. Um I'm I mean obviously they made their way by foot to the mansion but there must be a driving path so i'm sure yeah she- that, that dumbass bridge exactly she probably just drove around until she could get in there yeah but anyway so I, I only brought that up because um so now she's on a mission but like d is the furthest from all of this now and people think she's she's they're protecting them but when you think about it no one here is being protected because they need to everyone they should have been had a family meeting period yeah. listen because everyone needs to know 
who not to talk to? Christina, William, maybe Ruby. Look, I'd be like, look, sign this little paper right now saying you will not call the mental hospital. I got to tell you something. I promise you, I'm not a danger to anyone. <laughs> Let's talk. Monsters. <laughs> like I promise, and they'd be like, but they they saw it too. It's not just me, you know. And then go from there. But um, anyway, yeah, I don't. I, it's funny though because it really would have had to come from the whites for them to understand it. I don't. Uh, anyway, um, I do want to point out that Ruby has on some peep toe wedges, and they are it. They are oh. it. She is fashion forward. She for sure is. She that was the last thing that she took out of uh, Marshall Field. Right, she said. Yeah, she walked out with them on her naked body. Um, uh, uh, Tick picks up on the fact that Letty needs to stay behind to um, chat with her sister. And I was like, oh, he noticed that? Yeah, that was dope. Um, I mean, he, again, he turns on his, um, like, intimacy and his care. Yeah, yeah. When he wants to. That, flip that switch. But like you said. You know what? Maybe it'd be better if I just go on this trip myself. <laughs> I mean, because it is like, because he is going to a, uh, an extended family person that has to explain who this woman is. But no, I think that he was just being sensitive. And then we cut to Ruby and um, and Letty making up. And the only thing from that scene is what you said earlier, which is that Ruby is talking to Letty. And we don't know if she's, she, oh, she, she could easily. I was saying that before. No, no. But, I mean, it's quick because it's just. She, we don't know if she's pumping her for information or sh what she knows, if she's testing her, but she really is like, what you've been up to? And she doesn't press, which lets me know that something is going on because Ruby would usually press. Exactly. She's, she's nosy, but to an extent because she thinks that, um, oh no, you know what? I think it's because she wants power in the situation. Yeah, that's interesting. Information so she can kind of manipulate right. the scenario or her relationships as needed. Well, I fully believe that Christina is able to convince her that Letty's on bullshit. And so she needs, like, you know, because Christina keeps saying, I'm the one good white. I really, anyway, I, that's my prediction right there. Like that Christina is pumping her and getting her ready because she forgives her. And I mean, Letty does apologize, which is cool, but um, she forgives her easily. And then they talk a little bit about, first of all, Ruby keeps taking her shades on and off. And that shit was just so fucking cute. I was like, but I was like, is she Christina? I don't know. Are these? No, that could have been. Thumbs? Like I was getting like, my my hairs were standing up on my neck. Yeah, you can't trust nothing when it comes to her, Christina, William, Ruby. Um, they mentioned that their mama was a hustler, and so I just thought about that and that um the idea of hustling being such being such a concept we gotta break. Like we say scamming, but hustling was the original scamming. Mm hmm. And we don't see enough um imagery of female hustlers. Period. Like if you about it, like um, like in Malcolm X, like running numbers and stuff, it's like oh, it was just the men's it, men's game. It was just you know, but you just brought back my favorite memory from high school, which was the, <laughs> the common music video for Testify. And what? Oh, when when Taraji was on the she was on the stand, and then the whole point of the song was that she was actually the queen pin, and just. <laughs> I watched that video a 12 million times. Okay, anyway, sorry. Definitely um, something that, it would be interesting to see if there's like a little clip of her mother. Like, I think that that would be really, I'm sure they're going to do it. They talk about these women. They um, better, we better see her mama. They, they have to show what they look like and what they were doing. Yeah, so um, Hippolyte is on the road. She's going to that them coordinates in, in somewhere. Um. Um, did we skip one part about Letty's pregnant? 
scare slash slash like not there yet okay yeah well it's just because it's the same people just in 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 chronological order because that'll be later this night but um we see because it's because it's still day and Hippolyta's driving and i think the police are coming up behind her but no it's just a black lady on a motorcycle that was my oh i had a lot of favorite moments in this episode but she was like hey sis yeah she was like <laughs> woman I was and, the, and, the, and the woman was like yes and he kept on going then that it was like yeah it was it was it was yeah she was she was like friendly friendly road we good she, she was like rough riders don't get shit on me <laughs> and then she pulled off <laughs> Oh, I started all of this, honey. Yeah, no, it was great. And um, Hippolyte is listening to French. And in, in hindsight, I'm hoping that she was listening to jo- Miss Madame Josephine Baker. That's that's what I'm hoping. And that it, probably right. That whole scene was kind of like a like a foreshadow. It was like sure. the way that the woman. What a foreshadow. Future. Yeah, because she. Okay, we'll come back because I'm getting feelings already. Okay, so um. Anyway, Tick is there with his, with the family member attached. And I just wanted to point out that the lady sitting there telling him the story, they showed a picture of her and her husband and Sherman was fine. Does it? <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> yeah, it's such a small photo, but I'm just like, okay, that was the barge. Um, they, um, and then she said the book definitely got burned by the whites yeah. and I am depressed. Not the, this is like the friend of Tick's, relative uh, yeah yeah yeah. so yeah basically and um and she's saying like she thought that was a family book because he said a book of and she was like oh a family scrapbook he was like yeah <laughs> yeah and she was like oh yeah it's um they they burnt that shit baby it's gone here goes some more mac and cheese and i was just like how southern i love it right um so the then book, we could, the book is still still i is it, it book better better be alive how about that the book better bells i'm sure they enchanted it so it can't burn better had been that's all i'm gonna say um so mayfield kansas we are in the middle of the night i don't know why she would put herself like uh, hippolyta is too brave i don't gonna wear it at night now i wouldn't gonna wear it at night if in a i wouldn't go in a car just not me but anyway so she walks up to this observatory and i'm like well you know what she can't risk Thank she cannot word because i was like what is yes this? we have one at at our school but anyway but we're lying if we think sis can resist the telescope she's going in there <laughs> um an astronomer and just doesn't have the title and isn't yes. paid to do it but and that's when i said like there's gonna be werewolves because i was like this episode has been too normal some bullshit's about to happen so who's about to howl at the moon like it's gonna be some nonsense who's about to transform um so they go back to uh this is this is going back to the pregnancy thing so it's letty and letty is keeping um uh why do I have no one's names? Ruby and D or and, and D are at the house and they've invited their friends over and Letty's keeping them company and Bobo was gone on his trip. So mm. just that needs to be said. Um and they're talking as sisters and uh Ruby asks her how, you know, if if uh Tick is paying rent yet, because that nigga is staying at your house and she said, I need help around the house. She said, Oh, you need a lot of help. And I said, I love this innuendo. I mean, listen. We can all use some help around the house. 
period. I, listen, I need help tonight. If anyone can help me, please apply because I'm accepting help. LOL. <laughs> Applications coming soon. Just check, just check the website. Check the link. Thank for you. sure. Oh, we will, we'll have to create some social just for that because um, I would love to have, because we also have some other projects that are um, still in beta, like our We Love Black Men podcast um, that will never make, make the light of day because you niggas get on our nerves, but we will maybe one day bring that branding out and have an application. You can be a, a We Love Black Men Bay. Um, anyway, so uh, you love that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they uh ruby goes to smell some garlic and no letty goes to smell garlic and ruby's sauce and she's sick and ruby goes lol you're probably pregnant girl and ruby's and tick and letty says she said i'm gonna go to the back (laughs) yeah she's like i'll be back and so she goes into the room to freak out and she finds the orrery right just and it seems like it was still spinning i don't know i just oh yeah Oh, it! I don't think they showed it. Was the was the the tack still spinning at the end of Inception? Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm, I don't know. Huh? Anyway, <laughs> um, so uh, they are, and, and let, let me tell you what I wrote. Um, please let them have been smashing nonstop because if she got pregnant her second time having sex, girl, let me let me tell you, <laughs> I would be. I is pissed. I'd be like, you tell me I can't do a do-over. Right when the well, right when the story's getting good, right when we have trips to take. You'd be fucking me on a schedule. Oops. You'd be fucking me on a schedule. I'd be like, we got eight months to get Thanks. this in. I'd be like, we got eight months, so you're gonna have to do this three times a week. We can alternate Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But I'm getting this experience anyway. Okay. Um, that's, that's, we agree. Um, so anyway, Tick, um, notices back real quick. He notices a weird birthmark or tattoo on his family member. That is, and so there's a mark. Yeah, there's a mark. There's a mark, maybe. Right. Yeah. Maybe it was an F because it looked almost, it looked weird. And then, um, she gets a phone call and she catches, the lady catches him with his shirt off, which is LOL. And, um, I used to look. (laughs) No, she was probably like, who is this nigga got his shirt off? Boy, put your shirt back on. Um, and then uh, Letty calls to to tell him that uh, she's seen the coordinates. And I was just thinking, like, Christina got them phones tapped. Yeah. There's no way all them phones aren't tapped. Anyway, that's just um, me being paranoid. Um, but yeah, so, and Ruby's listening in. But again, is she working for Christina or is she trying to figure shit out herself? Because Ru- Ruby is tapping the phones as yeah. as letty speak yeah she don't need to do it because ruby's gonna report back yeah so um and also just before we leave here i would like to practice becoming pregnant with jonathan majors I, that was something i would be interested in so he would be my first wheel of black men bay if i could choose one yeah we'll definitely get that um application out <clears throat> soon. thank you send it right to his representation um okay so she's back in the observatory as hippolyta um i'm she's she's trying to figure out this little machine thing she taps it and it turns she taps and then turns on, which made me mad <laughs> because that should never work. It's a little bit more like, give us a, give us the, the pie. I don't know. Yeah, it was just, too, but, but again, she's the only person who knows how to figure this shit out. So I was just like, sis, you got it. You're just going to have to tell me when it comes on. Right. I don't know. Um, and then we hear the police coming and, or we hear something about Captain Lancaster. I'm like, oh fuck, this is Chicago police. Why are they all the way out here? Why today? Why right now? So, um, but though. 
Um, just in terms of her calculations. Say again? In terms of Hippolyta's cal- calculations. What about it? They came before the police. She was doing them correctly, you're saying? Oh, yeah. No, she had already started. Yeah. Okay. She was, she was like, in, in... Yeah, no, she was in the zone. And then we hear them coming, and so she hides, but the machine's already on. Um, and while they're going through it, here come Tick, like a motherfucking action hero. So the time sync up. Um, but mind you, like, the police are, like, punching her in the face. Like, they're terrible. Um, and it just made me think of Sandra Bland. Like, I know that everything is not about that, but... Um, you know, just thinking about how whenever I'm scared, whenever I see police grab a black woman, because I know that it's going to be as gruesome or brutal as with a black man, but it's not going to get the same um, kind of like conversation around it. So anyway, I was just like, they're going to fuck her up. I was scared about that. And then um, some weird shit starts happening. Yeah, it just, the portal opens, one of these police <laughs> sucked, or no, they took t- portal. Yeah. I wrote, not throwing this nigga into the time-space continuum, like, <laughs> where did he go? No, exactly, and he didn't get spit, I don't know where he's going to end up, so I'm definitely, like, when she was doing the calculations, I was like, is it taking you to a specific time, or does this just help the portal activate? Like, I wasn't sure, she was naming some... Yeah, who knows? Imagine you see the the photo of Jesus and the three thousand fish and bread, and it's a police officer. They're like, "Thank you so much. I'm so hungry." Yeah, gun like. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um. Wait, can we do another one? Well, you see the Beatles on the crosswalk, and it's this nigga like, "You're jaywalking." <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. Um, video when the guy is just running, and he goes. Hold up, let me. I got. Let me tell you something. I'll have to send it to you later. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll we'll post it. Wait. Oh, okay. How about um? Here we go. Yeah. Wait. How uh, how about uh the what's the movie? Core Runnings. He's on the bob. He's on the back of the bobsled. <laughs> dead. I'll be dead. That's it. So. Uh, Where are we transport this cop to? Anyway. Okay. I really want to. I just that's something I want to remember. Um. He. They, they show like where he ended up um at, right. i really yeah i want that to be the very last scene of the show <laughs> let me just see him on an ice cap with a polar bear that would be it would make sense if anything uh, makes sense yes and then um right after that hippolytus shoots a cop so yikes because I mean, and they should have thrown him in there too but they that didn't. was confused i think they were just they didn't know what the fuck was happening because yeah i would have definitely if there was a hole to put a dead cop i'd be like sorry this is where you're going just in case like i'm already fucked you know it doesn't matter if it was accidental or not um yeah so then she gets sucked in just by the force of it and she's on this planet that has like ice or glass or something and i put that the ship looked like a pretzel and then these big giant alien droids walk towards her and um mind you her hair is not moved i just wanted to point that out yeah i was i mean it's very it's so sci-fi it's so otherworldly but it's also like what we know of the planets and um outer space is like you can't breathe without yeah spacesuit so i was just chilling she's gonna die like what's gonna happen yeah Yeah. so it 
what was cool about that is we know that it's not just like a transport of her in this moment to another planet it's some other shit entirely because yeah like everything is always based in that like oh i can't go to this planet unless we think about that and it's like no just fuck that stop stop being a nerd just watch the shit is what they're saying so she gets teleported and it looks like they probed her ass but by mind you what i wanted to bring up on this so she's in this white room and she's fully naked and i just wanted to highlight Anjanae Ellis and her bravery. She would give just, body. I mean, she gave full body, but it's just like, imagine like just sitting naked. Like I, I just, we don't, cause in- Feet hanging. Right, like at a doctor's office. And I'm like, that's just a super intimate moment. And she gave it to us. And I was just really grateful to her for that. Cause she wasn't afraid. And so then um, this Afro droid comes. Have you ever watched Steven Universe? Mm-mm. okay this droid is garnet in real life and so anyone who has watched garnet knows that this is she's that motherfucking bitch okay so here's garnet and i'm like i don't know if i should be comforted or if i should be scared and garnet she says who the fuck are you garnet's like oh, that's not her name but garnet is like i am and then um she leaves and she's like let me out she's like you know you're not locked in but then she closes the door on her ass yeah that was weird i didn't really get that part but i was like okay well you have time to figure it out basically so sis starts doing her stuff where again i was in gifted classes like a mind meld with herself listen to me i would have been stuck okay she it would tap tap in like let's this let's talk about me in an escape room okay i <laughs> have Don't ever bring me to an escape room i'm the worst at those i'm literally like just sitting in the corner like this was cute. Listen, I had a phase where I was obsessed, obsessed, loved them. We'll go back after COVID. And there was one room me and my mom were in and the guy, and we were like, all right, we need a hint. And he would give us a hint and we would be like, we need another hint. And it was just, <laughs> it was just and then he would say something. We would just stand there and be like, it's not clicking. And so I just wanted to point that out. Cause I was like, sis, I'd be stuck. Motherfucking stuck, bro. Yeah, it's so funny. And then uh, I remember one time doing one with like people from work and like <laughs> trivia and one. I'm like, I wish I could help. I do. <laughs> LOL. Not, I wish I could help, but I'm just going to sit here. Love that for you. This was really fun though. Thanks guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this is great. Glad to get to know you guys. Yeah. Um, so she mentions Gustav Ami, who I don't know who that is, but that is, and they talked about how the future won't have gravity and no planet is sustainable. Writer, a sci-fi writer or something. Maybe, hopefully, because I don't know that nigga. And then um, she started doing numbers. I just wrote this down, like 10 to the power of 192. So the fact that sis is calculating anything to uh, the power of anything, ridiculous. And then she says, hmm, there is, she says there are 63. Excellence. Word. She says there are 63 trillion celestial panoramas and then things start floating. And she's just enjoying herself. That's all. I just wanted to bring up how fucking smart she is. I love that. And I think that she was trying to see um, if there was a combination to like open up the chest that was in front of her. Um, She was just using anything really to say like, okay, what principles, what scientific Mm -hmm principles can i apply right yeah i had to get out of this room well she was like i know there's a door so i'm trying to fuck the lock up on the door so it opens and when she did that garnet comes back and garnet is like who are you and where do you want to be and she where do you want to be and this is where i want to pause before we get into this you get emotional listen this next 
if the, it's awards aren't even important but recognition of art and the historical relevance of never seeing us i can't even i don't think i'm i think i like yes, i can't i usually have the words but i to see uh, okay we just gotta talk because i'm like i can't even i thought i would be able to summarize it but I just feel emotional. So um, she goes, I want to dance on stage with jo Josephine Baker. And I said, me too. Oh my God, is that an option? And we wake up and the sis is on stage in Paris. Full outfit. Full outfit, knows none of the moves. And that- I'm just happy to be here. I don't this, I was crying. I'm like, what would you do? Get the fuck out the way. <laughs> And they kept being like, bitch, if you don't move and do the number. And then Josephine saw her gawk and it was like, six, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. <laughs> we are not on that move. Thank you. Right. And it, it was just so funny because I was like, that is just, that was like a comedy, like, that was the, the comedic moment. And then it goes into a whole thing where she just settles into the mother. She's just there. Yeah. She just she becomes a part of the group, and I'm like, bro, this isn't even a momentary. This is her just being hanging out with Josephine Baker, and then, okay, first I can't even like. I meld. Oh, I can't. Okay, so then, favorite scene really because I just was like, I Josephine Baker was so much more like so much more than any story could tell. And I don't know, like, if they're, like, stretching the truth or whatnot, but, like, just the way that she was saying, I loved when she said, I just feel like a star, but, like, not like a movie star, like a real celestial, like a celestial being that's, like, there and then dead. Yeah, she said, magnificent, ancient, and already extinguished. <sighs> bitch, that's a tattoo. If that's not your tattoo, if that's not your, that's my tombstone, bitch. That was so just deep, like, it. Ooh and then for them to transition into like feeling like they could never um oh hold on don't go past it i'm not i'm not even there yet sorry in josephine baker scene oh okay yeah keep on keep on um well what i was saying is like when they that they could never as like black women like really live to be who they wanted to be right well so or imagine for themselves Right, because I want I want to talk about that too. I just wanted to add that like they in them showing her being with them, she gets like she becomes a part of the troupe, and they show like just the lifestyle of black women in Paris. And I'm not even about to bring up niggas in Paris anything like that. I'm just talking about like the Renaissance era and women just they were bad ass like they were independent free women they did whatever the fuck they wanted to they were they were queer they like there was all this representation and so here was Hippolyta just saying I don't give a fuck about nothing she was smoking again this bitch don't smoke and so um there was a point when I was like are her and Josephine smashing like what's happening like, I was just like this is lit so has she been there <laughs> yeah they were I mean but it was just it was it was intimate and beautiful and I was like yo like that that was just like a almost like a, a co-op feels very white I'm trying to think of like it was it was like a a tr it was it was a, it was a tribe in itself and so 
Yeah, it was just beautiful. So yeah, so they get to a scene where she's sitting there, she's close enough with Josephine to just talk to her about that. But like, even just that feeling, I was like, damn, like, I like, that's where I need to be. Like, I need to be somewhere else where um, they're unencumbered by because, because at the same time, people was wearing poodle skirts in, in, in America, you know, what I mean, so like, just the just the sexuality of it. But like how it wasn't about sex, it was just about freedom. So she talks about being a star. Um, I wrote, damn, America sucks, sucks so bad like I cannot um she I wrote this she said um Hippolyta said I realized that I became the exact kind of negro woman white folks wanted me to be it's a smart way to lynch me without me noticing the noose I'm and so that makes me fear that down yeah I what I was um general mm. is just like it's basically talking about how racism interrupts the pursuit of like personal freedom and then it also really lowers your self-esteem like obviously but also like literally i thought a lot about like this idea that people keep saying go back to your country if you don't like america and it's like nigga america sucks can y'all just be honest about it like it sucks like you're talking about freedom but you're literally talking about my uh, you're talking about economic freedom you're not talking about personal freedoms because because there's a lot of shit i have to do I, I have to pay taxes people who do not have personal freedoms period probably you so as that's what I'm saying, like, it's like, you want to talk about freedom, but you're talking about that versus socialism. Like, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. And so I think that um, talking about fighting for freedoms is very interesting, because it goes back to this idea that we would all be living under this regime that would be so terrible. And it's like, nigga, look, look around. Where are we living under now? Do you think we're so much better? So anyway, I just was like, I just want to reiterate that America fucking sucks. Um, she talked about how furious she was. And she said, I just want to kill white folks. And I said, I don't want to say this, but I feel you, sis. And then she said, um, I hate them for letting me, for le I hate myself for letting them make me feel small. Yeah. Just my girl. And I don't want to kill any white people. I just feel that feeling of like, think when you, if you ever give yourself a second to think about all the things, you have to be angry. It's like, it's like you, if you're going to sit down and watch Malcolm X, the film, you're going to do that on a Friday when you don't have to go into work the next day. That's all I'm saying. Some feels. Because you're going to remember. Anyway, I, I, that's a whole different, that's, that's the Freedom Fighters podcast I'm starting. Um, there they, was more part and I wish I could remember. Yes but when they did the toast uh, she said she said um something about we have the power to we know how to create and when to destroy that was that was it that was i think that was the other episode title i wanted to put to, put forth actually not think about it so we can vote later yeah but yeah i love that i love like honestly the visual was like 60 women and one man maybe one male presenting person i just can't i just can't i just can't just one big room full of bad bitches listen i was like i would like to be there there's playing uh, that's all i'm saying moulin rouge um like oh yeah but how about um how about like they're probably on so many drugs <laughs> just think about that too i'm like that's a whole that's a whole mood like escapism Yes, no, for sure. Because I'm just like, imagine me, like, imagine being in that environment and your grandma's trying to, you need to call your grandma on her birthday. You're not doing that. You're not doing it. <laughs> like, that's the only, yeah, that's the only trade-off. Um, Wasn't like, yeah. probably her mother, but anyway. <laughs> well. 
it's, I think it's further back than that, but. Wow. Okay. That was Josephine Baker. That was France. That was, I know the words to describe this movement and this time is not coming to me. Um, Josephine Baker deserves her own fucking podcast. She was, like you said, she's beyond a story. She's be just, just know that like I aspire and she's one of, she's one of my legit like heroines. So I would just say that like, thank you for bringing that into this show. Thank you for us just having another moment to imagine who Josephine was. Um, mm, mm, mm. Black women. So then she says, I am Hippolyta. I'm Hippolyta. And we go, okay, so I guess she didn't figure it out the tap your heels three times, go back to, and we wake up and is she back in the pod? No, but she is on the ground in uh, uh, some Sahara, like a desert type um, environment surrounded by a group of women who, this is not what, who they are, but it just reminded me of the Dora Milaje. Yes. Um, I was about to say that. Sure. so she's learning to fight now and it's like well sis like whoa <laughs> oh shit <laughs> i mean i think that every um every scene at this point is just mm. about listen um like free black women it's it's like the pursuit of your freedom i think it was was it nima or nija um but no. So she's being trained by this warrior goddess, and um, I, I didn't write the notes as well, but she talks, she, she's giving um, a speech to all the women who are training with her, and it's so funny, because, like, Hippolyta's trying to learn how to fight back while she, she just keeps going to speech, like, she gets interrupted, she don't miss a beat, so she talks about how, um, y'all thought y'all were free, but you had the freedom of a well-kept slave, um, so I'm assuming that, like, maybe there was freedom in the sense of Okay, this is two things, actually, because this is it's starting to click for me. I think that she was saying, like, the freedom to um, to be, I, I think that, I think there is somewhere in history, because I don't believe they made this shit up. There has to be a tribe of women who, after being freed from slavery, reconnected to their African roots or something in that on the continent like it's this had to be something this is not made up um and i say that because figure out when they show like the um uniforms like to figure out like if that would right. place it but we can also come back in another right because we saw the, the cowrie shells and and things that like we know are kind of maybe have some west african anyway but yeah i do think that that's something that i need research on asapington because um anyway so she's going through that she's talking about being freedom of being a well-kept slave suggesting that marriage and domesticity is is well-kept slavery which kind of is and then she says you know true freedom you need to find for yourself but today you are too afraid to go looking and when i tell you that shit hit me like a bag of bricks like a sword to the knife to the neck oh that was ow <laughs> ow yeah no i mean but i need to hear it because again like now we're just thinking about again we we talk a little bit sometimes about capitalism um more so in our personal chats and just this was a really good reminder to think about like the 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 shackles of fighting and being a part of a system that is meant to have losers anyway that's another thing um and then they go into so she fights she trains she gets she gets her fucking swag back she wins she receives her um her crown her um sh her helmet and it is a mix of like the Gr ancient greek like alexander the great style he helmet but it has like cowrie shells on it and it's just beautiful it's it's 
It's beautiful. And um, then they go out to fight. And I'm like, are these niggas Confederate soldiers? Yeah, I was very... Who the fuck are we? I mean, maybe, like, it's not... It's, like, slightly historically accurate. And then maybe now history is, like, mending into itself. Um, or maybe this is actually... I mean, it could be accurate. I don't know. No, not, I'm sorry, not accurate. It could be not Confederate soldiers, but um, I was thinking British soldiers also. Um, but we'll have to see. So Yeah, it could definitely be in a whole other country. It was just them, them things really seem like um, Confederate, uh, like Confederate um, uniforms, whatever. Anyway, but I would love to know. We're, we're open to uh, the insight uh, yes thank you teach us also just um your observations and guesses as to who is rep- being represented in the in that scene sure. there's some there's a black there's a natural haired black girl somewhere getting a phd on this topic so we'll find her <laughs> Fine. If you have a weave sense we'll also find you it's okay um so then she goes after that so she, so first of all they kill all them you know bat 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 and then we turn and look, and it's a whole nother squadron, battalion of people. Thanks. And she, that's what she said. All right, I'm done now. I was like, oh, shit. I, d- I died because I was like, all right, sis, I'm really proud of y'all. No, no casualties on your team, but there's about uh, there's a lot more. thousand more of the yeah. and she she says her own speech that i really appreciate it i didn't write it down but it was just very much like sis like y'all oh oh she does talk about how they thought that their rage made them unworthy of love their their anger say um like flawless no is that what is the song called it was was something within lemonade probably this is embarrassing this is embarrassing why can't i remember the name of this song well, because we are moderate beehive. We are not... Um, Flawless. It was, okay, in the beginning, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, with, um, what's her name? I'm seeing her name and I can't, I, I don't remember it well enough to pronounce it. I can't see the whole thing. I think it's Ngozi. Um, But anyway, so, um, I just want to get her full name because remember, oh, you weren't, you wouldn't remember, but she actually spoke at my graduation. Um, no, that I would not remember. No, you weren't. Not, yeah. Um, I, funny, um, funny story. I did not have the money for the return flight, so I did not. <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going. I feel like this was the Lovecraft version of that speech. Like mm. that speech, they teach us to shrink ourselves. They teach us. They teach us to, you know, mm-hmm. be. Yeah. As big as we want, so that men can feel strong. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, and and basically, yes, I totally agree. I would just add that she because ta- uh, the idea of rage really resonated for me because rage is very hard for Black women to own and display and live with. It's just very. It's it, and so she just basically talked about like we're no less than because we don't because we're not those things. Um. Yes. So then she goes, I am George Freeman's wife. And she wakes up in the bed with him. And I was like, does black love conquer all? Like, what is that? Mm, ew. Oh, LOL. No, I miss Courtney B. Vance. I do, but I was like, I guess. 
you felt let down. Well, okay, so she says that, um, I mean, I love this because um, regardless, right, well, if you're in mourning, you, the idea of being back with your, like that, just being back with your person is something else. So she talked about how she thought that she was tired and sad and missing him, but she was actually angry. And I remember um, hearing in some show, but I know like a, some therapy episode of a show that depression is internalized rage. And I just wanted to think about and talk about that in the sense that um, so much of people like giving up on life is them not being able to fully express how hurt they are about life. I think there's something in there. And then she told him, um, I've been shrinking. I thought you saw me, but you also let me shrink myself. And I was like, if that's not the prescription for my past relationships, I do not know what it is. It's funny. I really thought that she was going to say I was angry because you had been cheating on me this whole time. Laughing my ass off. She was going with it. Yo. <laughs> she said it all and was like, oh. Hey, hey sis, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But um, I definitely thought that's what she was going to say. And then that's why, because t- he's Tick's father. So I was like, all this time. Oh, interesting. Oh, shit house oh she doesn't know oh fuck she don't know yet i don't think she knows yet yeah lol um but but is that petty if the nigga's dead and you only have so much time to talk to him do you talk to him about him (laughs) cheating or you miss him just so you know you didn't get one past me hello (laughs) me me at death what is me did sammy say me time you're gonna be playing me out in the street yeah listen me at heaven's gates like okay y'all don't have to let me in but i need to see him Brett, tell him to come to the gate real quick i need to talk to him through the gate oh. no 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 sorry <laughs> uh-huh. no him peter him right there yes um remember i i know now i knew i was right you fucking lied i don't know how you got the fuck in here but i'll see you you'll meet me down there eventually thanks guys i thank got you <laughs> thank you guys so much for letting me to the front of the line i'll see i'll go back to the back don't worry my God, that is so. <laughs> I love that part. So- I need, no, I need to talk to you through these gates. I see you. You eat with the shrimp fountain. I see you. Hello. <laughs> that was a good place reference. Okay. Literally, gonna um, might need to figure out how to make because it's hilarious. <laughs> okay, so um, shrinkage. That was the other episode uh, title option. Um, so then she goes. She goes. Let's ex- wait. What'd you say? I said it's accurate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So she, she goes, let's explore. And she grabs his hand because she's starting to get the hang of it. And she goes, I want to be an explorer. And they come out in spacesuits. And we hear another, um, like, the, the montage of voiceover of more Black art. But, like, mm-hmm. talking about how Black people are a myth. We are not reality. And I said, bitch, I found my Halloween costume. Same. I was like, <laughs> like I think we are. It was so cute. Oh. This is why I'm dressed like this because I'm a Martian too. It was beautiful. I'm a Venetian, I guess. What's a Venus form? I'm here for Venus. I'm a Venetian. I'm a Venusian. Venusian. I'm Venusian. Um, uh, they and they're just exploring. They're finding alien life forms, and they're doc- They're just scientists for no fucking reason. Like just because they can, because they discover some shit. Like I would just be looking at the ship. They're taking notes. They got their. Ta- they got tablets. Um, and I. J- all I wanted to say about this scene is fuck Earth. I was just like Earth is so shit. 
gotta be something more out there we are so we are so confined by all of the oppression and microaggressions and just day-to-day bs and the world and And global warming the just every there's so much more period um oh actually fuck earth is about the next thing but it applies um so then the bitch is just uh, she's just an astronaut at this point okay and she should have been a nasa she's another hidden figure so she's out there and here comes us back listen here comes garnet and garnet is like hey sis you figured it out (laughs) and she's like i know sis thank you so much for the introduction i needed that push out in there but then i got it figured out um and she's like being black woman yeah she's like all right all right all right so you can come back with us to the crib now you're one of us we can take the shit out your arm you'll be good and she was like oh but will I never be able to go back to Earth? And she's like, yeah, but bitch, look what you just did. You just... Oh, and this is not what happened, but this is basically, <laughs> if you don't have to watch it to know it is a scene. And um, this is yeah. what's happening. Yeah, her- I mean, basically. And so, yeah, but anyway, what actually is said is like, you know, you can come back to us now. Like you figured it out. You know how to transport without, we can take the probe out of you. We can take all that gear we put in the, the like the chip or whatever. And she was like, but D needs me. And so she was like, you have to go back. And I was like, no, fuck her. Don't go back. It's not, it's not good here. And she, and she said like, how can I go back knowing I have all of this inside of me? Right. And I was like, girl, you're going to have to figure out a way. Like you got to continue to explore. If they kill her early, like early, listen, be so sad. But wait, that's me when I realized that I can't be high forever. Oh. I'm just like, not me having to go back to regular life. Uh, that is hilarious. Uh, so she, I mean, it's just the cutest thing ever. I, I can't wait to put the picture of her in space on my phone. Um, and so she says, all right, bitch, I got to go back to Earth. God damn it. And so we then see, t- I, I, this is the first time I was not happy to see Tick's ass. I was like, we're back. But I was in a tribe and I was dancing with Josephine why are we back to Tulsa and I mean I loved that this gave like it gave like um I don't know like a womanist mm. how to explain it but like all of these storylines were very womanist but I For also sure. wondering like where did Tick go at during all this time yeah I wonder if, Tick, if Tick's ass didn't make it that would be hilarious if it, he was like, nah he was waiting outside the club the whole time. Um, that, yeah, I love I, I love that we don't know at all what he did because um, we really had been like underplaying Hippolyta as a character this whole time because she wasn't with us and fully believe now that if she had been with us, we'd love her as much as we love Letty. And um, I just want to bring that up. Like every black woman has her own story. So um, anyway, Tick comes out and he's like, Auntie, where you go? And um, he realizes that, oh yeah, we killed a cop. And then there's a book um, called Lovecraft Country by George Freeman. And oh, did I write down? It was like um, Journey of Worlds Within Worlds. Which so I experienced. So I'm one like, book was from her changing the future or what he wrote before he died. I just wonder. Who fucking knows? It was, it, I, I hope that it was just like she, she threw it out of her portal, like, here y'all go. I might not come back, but there you go. And, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Universe. Yeah, and so, um, but we don't see her come back, so I don't know if she changed her mind or if we'll see her. And that nigga is like, oh shit, bitch, I got, 
got a jet, got a blast. And so he runs out. You catch what the other thing that he picked up was? It looked like a laptop. And I was like, wait, what is that? He grabbed the book and then he grabbed something off the table. And then he- Well, I guess she, she had always had like a notepad. Oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so he grabbed that and he ran. But of course, he's not thinking about the cop who is laying on top of the comic book cover that was made by Dee. So now it has- With her motherfucking government name on it, Diana Freeman. And it's like, can it get any worse? So, oh, so good news, good news, bad news. Good news is these cops know it's some magic shit. So although they're going to fuck her, they're going to fuck with her and fuck and like fuck their family up. They know that there's some magic shit going on. And so I think that's going to stop them from just going straight into like, oh, I'm taking you to jail. They're going to, they have, they have an incentive to figure out what really happened um, because it's part of their long-term goal as a lodge and all that stuff. So I do, I'm not saying it's going to be good. I'm saying that it's going to be trash, but it's a little bit different than just like, oh, because nor- in normal life, she'd just be in jail. Right. That's it. No investigation. Um, wow. But, so we actually at the end of the episode, but it, it, the last scene was so small compared to everything with Hippolyta. So do you, um, are you ready yet to talk, just talk about, do you want to just summarize what that was? Are we, you're not there? Yeah. Summarize what? Oh, just the Hippolyta feelings. Oh, I think I got them all out. Good. Okay. Yeah. I I would just say that, like, again, um, shit was beautiful. It was beautiful. I um, can't, like, I you know, movies put me in my feels. Like, my heart flutters when I watch certain things. And this just whole time was, like, yo, like, just the beauty of storytelling, the beauty of Black women experiencing fantasy, experiencing sci-fi, experiencing these things that we think that only, like, Jessica Biel and seven white guys experience. Like, I, I just really love, I don't know why I pulled her out of nowhere, but <laughs> just um, just the idea of um, just seeing us, and it just reminded me, like, representation is so fucking important. Yeah. It's just so important. I hear so much more than this. The only, like, to bring it down a little, like, on the unfortunate side, um, seeing Ruby's kind of demise almost, because she's Mm. really just being controlled by Christina. She thinks that she is gaining information and gaining power and leverage, and she really has no power, no leverage, and is very expendable. And I just feel like she's probably going to be killed well that's the critique oh shit oh that's a that's quite a prediction i mean that's a critique though on any black person thinking they can win within the system right so the idea of well let me become a better capitalist and therefore my family would be good is actually not fixing the real core issues um because all these systems policing capitalism all that stuff is based on racism so we already see that like if ruby doesn't want to let go of that thinking um like the marshall fields is the answer thinking and all that stuff if she doesn't want to shift that then that is what it is but i'm hoping that she can trust letty and they can redeem their relationship and through that they can overthrow christina because um whether it's because of letty's pregnancy or because they actually have magic in them already like i think that they will actually be more powerful than we realize together than they are apart so i do hope at the very least that Tick, Tros, and Letty decide to, and Tisha, Tick, Tros, and Tisha decide to um, communicate because point blank period, everyone's in danger now because y'all refuse to let people know what happened. Right. Dang. 
Yeah. And then wait, I just have one more thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, Letty's baby will be the next. Uh, Another one in the bloodline of. Um, from. A Braithwaite's. Yeah, of Braithwaite's, exactly. And so, so Christina has a lot of in, a lot of incentive to harm Letty and the baby. No, she has incentive to keep the baby alive. Because the baby will be able to also have access to the, the magic. Yes, but if they're if they're powerful enough, they can like Christina's not you know what I mean? I feel like that's more they're more competition than they are gonna work together because they're ultimately they're not kill um Atticus. Well, I guess he's more useful because he's more powerful right now and he's like access the magic but i'm like it's easier to manipulate a child than it is to manipulate right which is like get i don't know i i guess i'm just saying that like (laughs) it's not going to be a family affair i guess even though technically christina and tick are are related so um yeah i'm hoping that um the the follow-up with tros and tick ends in them some acceptance and some real paternal lineage conversations um i'm i'm so excited for hippolyta and what she knows i'm wondering i want to see how that changes this character and how she interacts with everyone around her like can she even be a human being can she be an earthling anymore because like little wayne became a martian he never became an earthling again so what will hippolyta do yeah and then the last thing that I wonder, I do, like I said, I would love to see the mothers in an episode if they, if they do a flashback or something. And I would love to see um, Montrose interacting with Tick's mother. And mm, he's done some more research on the family history. Yeah, yeah. My last thing is... Met the cousin in St. Louis before she died. Like, Yes, right. Um, I want to see more of uh, Jonathan with his shirt off, and that would be my last request. Thank you. Thank you kindly. Okay. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. Well, before we wrap, what, what, what do you want to pick the episode title? Um, I like Shrinkage. Shrinkage is good. Wait, can we do Where Did the Cop Go? <laughs> Oh my god. I'm just I'm I'm lying. That's not it. But but uh, that will be in the show notes. Blooper. Dope. Um so thank you for listening to us recap HBO's Lovecraft Country. Don't forget to let the black woman in your life know that they are witty, cultured, and worth your while. Oh, and read a book. (laughs) I love that song. What? Spash?